are listening to the Holt Center podcast, and on today's episode is our upcoming 10 for 10 artist, Philip Michael Scales. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm excited to come and play this 10 for 10 thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's a great opportunity um, for people to come to shows that might not otherwise come to a show. Sure, sure. Can't beat $10. You really can't. You yeah. can't. And that's a cool thing, I think, too, is like, uh music is like you know having a barrier to entry for live shows you know yeah so many so many things these days you know whether it's youtube whether it's uh instagram whether it's netflix like you're competing with so much stuff whether it's price and so it's very cool you know to lower those those barriers and get people into you know into the room agreed let's just let's just start it's it's a new year how's the new year been so far New Year, we're four days in. We're good, man. Last year was crazy. I just finished up an album. Uh, I got my wisdom teeth out uh, 10 days before Christmas. So like, yeah, I feel like I did a lot of touring. Like it was it was a nutty, nutty 2023. So I'm, I'm stoked to be sort of on a flat, fresh start on on 24. Nice. Did you have like chipmunk teeth for a couple days or like this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I have. Uh, I've had like like mine. Mine came in like pointing at out of my mouth, you know. Okay. So they were under the skin. So it was it was intense. My dad's a dentist, and uh, yeah, just a lot of pain. But I got yeah. it done. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, and so, last question about last year. What was your top album of twenty twenty three? Ooh, top album of 2023. What was I listening? Am I allowed to cheat and look at Spotify? Sure. No, that's just fine. Take a peek. <laughs> just take a, a quick little peek. Um, I don't know if I had like an entire album. I really like that EP by, uh, by Danielle Ponder. And then I really got into this record uh, by Albert King called, um, what is it? Uh, I think it's off of I Want to Get Funky. Yeah, I Want to Get Funky. Um, just like 1975 or something like that and Mm -hmm. uh yeah it was back in when he was on Stax records and it just it's cool it's like a blues record but it also like he wrote a bunch of it and also it just has that like Stax like horn feel it's cool nice cool yeah all right well uh let's talk about your interesting musical journey uh to where you are right now so despite uh, a very personal connection you have to blues blues wasn't really your thing yeah, well, I think it was like, you know, when I grew up, my aunt, um, my aunt was really good friends with B.B. King. And so I met him a bunch of times and we hung out and he called me his nephew and I called him my uncle and it was great. Um, but I think, you know, one, it was like, you know, decades ago and, and the blues sure. wasn't quite the coolest thing in the world. And, you know, you're a teenager, so you don't want to listen to like, you know, that music or whatever. Um, and then also, too, you know, I wasn't quite, you know, a guitar slinger. I've never really been a guitar slinger. So for me, I think it was one of those... Um, things where I was like, once I realized like, oh, there's so much prestige here and all this, I'm, I'm just going to run the other direction. And, and I fell in love with the Beatles and I fell in love with sort of a lot of indie rock um, and, and really concentrated on songwriting and sort of went that direction. Nice. Um, but then, you know, I got a little older and uh, I think being a black dude in America and, and, you know, just sort of growing up, the blues gets a little bit more of a, uh, it makes more sense. You know what I mean? Like when you're a kid, it's just very like, cool guitar things whatever you know yeah yeah so the heartbreak and it's it's not just a genre of music it, it right it has a lot you know that goes along with it 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, I, th I feel like now, you know, I've had something to add to it. You know, I had a tune on my last album called What Will They Say When They Put Me In My Grave, you know, which is kind of like about legacy and, and you know, like what how people came before me, you know, who came mm -hmm. before me and how, you know, that plays into my life. And, and yeah, I think I couldn't have written that song when I was 12 or 13, you know, sure. sure. First albums tend to be kind of a long time coming and, and deeply personal. So where did your first album come from? Oh, man, this first album under the name Philip Michael Scales, I've been writing a lot of records uh, since I was like 13. So um, my first full length under my own name was called Sinner Songwriter. And it was I, I was approached by a label in France and they wanted to put together um, a record. And so it was like they're a blues label. And so like I kind of put together some of my tunes and it was kind of an amalgamation of like singles I had sort of put out over the years, plus a couple extra sort of new songs. So it was definitely a personal record um, for sure. Um, and it took me, I don't know. Yeah. I would say if you look at all the songs, it's probably a culmination of like five years, six years or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, the interesting thing about my new record that's coming or that I'm working on, I've got uh, singles coming out, you know, in February and, and April and, and June is that it's kind of like speaking of that Stax, you know, moment. Um, the cool thing about Stax Records was it was just kind of a moment in time. So this was the first record that I have kind of written that was almost like, you know, I think the first song I wrote for it was in September mm -hmm. uh, and then maybe finished it in June and then recorded it in July. So okay. uh, I'm really into the energy of like being the same person recording it who is the same or who wrote it you know i think sometimes yeah. that first album you like write a song four years ago and you you can't you can't access the feeling in the same way totally you know yeah and actually you know it surprised me listening to um sinner songwriter that i hear a lot of like pop in there i hear a lot sure. of fallout boy vibes oh interesting yeah um, i did listen to fallout boy growing up i don't know that i necessarily like immediately put it in there but yeah like i i catch a lot of things that i, I guess i it didn't uh it didn't strike me as like what you know i would blues you know what i'm saying it was like it yeah. was much more eclectic uh than i first thought going into it which is really yeah cool. and i don't think i'm i appreciate that man thank you yeah i would I've, i don't think i've ever really seen myself or called myself a, a blues artist i know that like yeah. the comparison's kind of right there um and so I kind of made my own genre up called Dive Bar Soul, which is, yeah. like, you know, sort of that story of indie rock plus, um, uh, you know, a little bit of the, the blues soul. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's definitely a lot of influences there uh, that aren't just necessarily that. I kind of grew up listening to musical theater and, like I said, songwriting. And, and to me, songs, I feel like are kind of just like people, right? So if you have mm -hmm. really beautiful people, they look really good in whatever you put them in, whether it's a tracksuit or a tuxedo or, you know, a pair of jeans. And then you have other people where, you know, like they need to stay in their lanes. And it's kind of just like that one, yeah. that, you know, like this is, this is my look and I got to keep to my look and like, that's how I do it, you know? So I yeah. think for me, the songs always took a higher priority and the, the genres are kind of like the clothes. Sure. And so these new tracks, you were saying that you're writing and recording them at a, at a quicker rate. So you're getting that final product closer to when you actually wrote it. And it has a, like a beautiful, like Motown vibe, or you were talking about stacks. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think there's a bit of that for sure right now. Yeah. It's uh it's really smooth sounding. I'm, I'm really into 
owe uh, my oh my and better than you a lot. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. yeah, those were those are records that I did uh, last summer. But I think my new record is kind of like a continuation of those and sort of a bit of center songwriter for that makes that makes sense. But yeah, yeah, you know, I also I moved to Nashville in the middle of um, uh, probably at the end of 2019. Okay, perfect time to move. Nothing dramatic happened. <laughs> Nothing at all dramatic happened. So it was kind of cool because not cool, but like it was kind of interesting because Nashville kind of ups your game a bit, you know, I'm a oh, Chicago sure. guy and, and uh, yeah, just going out to clubs and, and seeing people perform. You're just like, wow. Every club has, yeah, they have four stages and everyone is like better than you. at uh, guitar. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so, and everybody's really nice and supportive. So it's yeah. been nice to sort of like definitely been to shows and been like, all right, I guess I'm going to go home and practice. You yeah. know, it's, yeah, it's, so. Nashville's pretty crazy like that. Definitely. It's kind of like, you know, getting moved up to the NBA and being like, oh, I'm 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 practicing out here with LeBron. That's a very different, you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's a very different uh, vibe. So yeah. it's been cool. Cool. And so what's um, are you have you announced when this record or when can we expect it in 2024? I got a new song called Light Up the Sky and it's going to be out on February 21st. All right. So that'll be the first of a couple singles. Nice. Um, yeah yeah i'm super excited it's uh it's like got horns on it but it's also a pretty rock and roll song and you know i've i've not really had a manager over the years i kind of manned this whole career myself i've got a booking agent um i've worked with for a long time and i've had publicists sort of here and there but for the most Mm -hmm. part it's been uh it's been mostly my efforts and uh i think this new song kind of encapsulates uh a little bit of that that mission statement and the grit that it kind of takes to to do it Nice. So the new life in Nashville is inspiring the the record. Yeah, I think everything kind of inspires it. I think musically it definitely is. I think that, you know, the cool thing about being in Nashville is you have access to better musicians, better producers, better, you know, just more people in general. It's funny because, you know, you, you'd be like, oh, I need a bass player. And I'm like, oh, cool. What kind of music is it? You know, and you're in Chicago and they're like, oh, okay, these three dudes play bass or these couple guys play bass, you know? But like when you're in Nashville, you're like, oh, it's a soul record. And they're like, oh, okay. Is it like Stacks or Motown? Because those are two different phone calls. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. specific. Yeah, super specific. So that's been, that's been good. But I think it's just, yeah, life and getting older and, and relationships and, yeah, being in the game, uh, it's kind of where I draw my influence from, and and it's been it's been nice. Um, kind of taught me a little bit to be maybe less precious with songs. You know, I think that like when you go to write like a song, you know, yeah. uh, sometimes you can miss out on like the little moment of you know a song. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Some it's... of my favorite tunes are just like those moments that like almost seem innocuous or almost like. You know, you just like somebody just had to get out the feeling. Yeah, it's I feel that way. It's like some songs have everything. And then the thing that they don't have is that's that empty space. Sure. You know what I mean? It's like and if you if you work on a song too long and keep keep throwing in everything at the end, it's like, was that the song that you actually wrote or is it just layers of crap? Yeah, well, um, I think it was Quincy Jones was like, you know leave some room you know for the spirit yeah oh totally yeah Yeah, that that makes perfect sense yeah so i think i think you're right songs gotta breathe yeah songs definitely gotta breathe for sure
Um, so what are your live shows like? Are you playing... I mean, we talked about you have horns on the record, but are you constantly playing with a horn section or is it a little yeah. bit stripped down or? So, uh, yeah, this I, uh, I believe I'm going to be playing this one solo, which is oh, okay. uh, I, I did a lot of solo work when I was uh, I've done a lot of solo work over the years and uh, it's been really fun. Um, it's been fun because I think that like it's easy to sort of like shift gears uh, a little bit and I can mm-hmm. kind of do more of, you know, what I what I want, whereas like you know, when you have a band you know, they know certain songs are ready for a certain order and then you can't really like change on a dime as, as quickly as you'd like to. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's just sort of an intimacy, I think, to to a, a solo show. And I think as a songwriter, my uh, my goal, my drive, my my sort of vibe is like, you know, really song focused. And so mm-hmm. I think that sometimes those are the places where the song can breathe the most. Yeah. Cool. Do you have yeah. a, a favorite guitar when you're playing solo? Oh man, I keep toggling between these two. I got a Strat and I got a uh, 339, which is like a hollow body. And so okay. uh, I kind of toggle between the two of those, but uh, I do a fair amount of uh, acoustic tunes. And then I just built this rubber bridge guitar. Um, and I really like the way that one sounds too. Uh, I basically took out a bridge of a, of a guitar and I put a rubber bridge in it. So it kind of sounds like thumpy and dead. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's a cool. It's a cool vibe for sure. They used it on the Taylor Swift record and some Marin Morris stuff. It's kind of like a newer production thing, but I found it when my producer and I sort of uh, met up, and he was like, "Yeah, you want to try writing a song together?" And I was like, "Great!" And then he like wrote this really cool song on uh, what's it called on um, this Rubber Bridge baritone, and mm-hmm. so then I was like, "Well, I guess I gotta, <laughs> gotta, gotta get one of those." <laughs> yeah, for sure. Do um, you got a favorite song to play? um i think the new ones man i think it's like as an artist you're just always excited to play the new the newest latest greatest you know you can finish a record and it can be you know i'm sure there are grammy winners out there who you know just get a grammy for this this record and they're like yeah but you haven't heard my new stuff yeah 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 that's true yeah and uh you you've toured a lot so what is your do you have like some you know things that you have to do at every stop do you have to hit the record store or a donut shop or what's what's tour life for you oh man tour life is is so different for me depending on where i am and how i how i travel you know like if it's a solo run it's a lot less it's a you know it's a lot more sort of like up to me i try to find a coffee shop that's kind of always the purse the first like sort of order of business is, is finding out the coffee shop and then mm-hmm. yeah i just like to like poke around the town if there's like a good bookstore that's definitely um in my in my my list of things to do but yeah i just like to get to the the venue and kind of get a sense of the city find some good food and and hang out and chat nice i've never been to eugene so i'm super excited to come down yeah we're excited to have you you know i think i'm just excited to to get out there and i think that if you're hearing this before the show i would love nothing more than for you to bring a friend and you know you heard him on a podcast and uh yeah let's let's make this relationship real and and shake hands at first (laughs) sounds good Awesome. Philip Michael Scales will be here for our 10 for 10 series on Friday, January 26th at 8 o'clock. All tickets are just $10. And don't forget to get there early and grab a limited edition show poster. A quick special thanks to our 10 for 10 series sponsor, Torell Group and Partners, Threadbare Print House, and KRVM 91.9 FM. How fast.